You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Dr. Tina Show. I am going solo on this episode, and I'm going to be talking to you all about sauna. Uh, I've gotten a lot of questions in the past few months since I started mentioning it, and I wanted to answer some of them. This is not going to be the deep, deep dive into sauna from every single standpoint with exact timings and exact temperatures. I don't subscribe to any of that. I'm going to share with you how I do sauna and how I utilize it. It has been probably the most beneficial tool I've brought into my world in the past many years. And I had traditionally done it in the past and I had moved away from it and regretted every moment. And recently I went to Vegas and got married to my sweetie and I was away from my sauna for two weeks and boy did it show. And so I came home and I jumped back in and I was sitting in there this morning and I thought, God, this feels good. I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. And so here we are. I have got a quick and dirty rundown of the top 10 reasons why I believe everybody should utilize sauna to some degree. Quick disclaimer, I am not your doctor. There is a potential risk if you have cardiovascular issues, if you're elderly, if you're severely ill, there are all kinds of risks that you run by getting too hot or too cold. And so in this episode, as we go through this, I want you to understand that this is individual. This is up to you and your healthcare practitioner as to what's safe for you. I'm going to give you my temperatures that I use. I am not going to actually give you any scientific literature on which temperature specifically to use. I will give you the opportunity to add your name and email to the link in the show notes and grab copy or you can there you can grab the studies. Uh, there'll be hyperlink there for you and an email that comes to your inbox. But the thing about hydrotherapy, traditional naturopathic hydrotherapy is that it's a beautiful therapy that can be utilized by virtually anybody at any level, no matter where they're at. What I mean by this is in in the olden days and all over the world for that matter currently, there are people that utilize water therapy, water cure to help themselves, hot, cold. It might be burying themselves in the sand to get hot. It might be sauna. It might be hot baths alternating with cooler or colder temperatures. That is traditional hydrotherapy, the way that I learned it in naturopathic medical school. And that's how I utilize sauna. I utilize it as a tool to get hot. And then I utilize cold water or colder temperatures to cool down and get cooler. And it's that stoking of your vascular system. When you heat it, you vasodilate everything and everything goes out to the periphery and blood flow significantly increases. And then when you cool down or get cold, that blood shunts, you get vasodilation and that blood shunts back to your core. It's the pumping of the blood, I believe, that has such a huge impact. And so the way that I'm going to speak on this, I'm not going to get into cold plunges. That is something I've been dabbling with. I'm not going to go there too deep yet. But I want you to listen to this episode and not get hung up on the science behind everything. Everything's become so biohacked. And everybody on Instagram and online wants temperatures and durations and exact prescriptions. And I just think all of that is such complete nonsense when you are looking at an individual who has an individual need. My ability to sauna and withstand temperature is not the same as my husband's. And that's okay. And so I want to give this gift to you that you can utilize temperature and water 
to help yourself improve your health in a variety of ways, which I'm going to go through my top 10 reasons why I sauna every single day. I try to get in there almost every single day, whether it's for five minutes or 30 minutes or 40 minutes. I try to get in there every single day at various temperatures for various lengths of time, depending on what my body can withstand or what I need that day. What I need, that's the key here, right? What I need, I might just need to warm up. Other times I may want to go in there and do a champion sweat it out session, detox session, right? So Give yourself the gift and the permission to utilize sauna and therapy to your needs. I think if you were to ask 10 different people from 10 different countries that utilize hot therapy or heat therapy in some way, usually sauna, you're going to get 10 different answers and none of them are wrong. (laughs) So let's let go of all the scientific stuff for a minute and let me run through this list. And I'm going to do it rather quickly. I'll also say this, if you don't have access to a sauna or you can't afford one, I am going to talk about my favorite saunas at the end of this episode. I'm going to share with you the three that I think at three different price points that can get the job done really well. But if all else fails, there's always the hot bath, right? You can always jump in a hot bath. I don't know if a hot shower is going to do the same, but I do know that a hot bath, I definitely start sweating. And a lot of the benefits I'm going to speak of come from heat shock proteins. And so getting in a hot bath is going to help too. Is it the same? No. Uh, Is it better or worse? I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows. And so I want you to utilize what you think you can. If all you have is a stand-up shower, I, I, I'm not really sure. I do know that there are benefits to just simply getting hot and that can be done through exercise. And so there's a variety of ways to get yourself hot. That's not what this episode is about. I understand that there's, um, you know, there's, there's socioeconomic issues and people can't always access a sauna. And I'll leave it at that. And with that, I'm going to jump into my top 10 reasons why I like to get hot Bottom line is this, of all my years in medicine, whether I was mentoring in school or, um, or I'm sh- I should say being a mentee in school or as a physician myself, I've been in medicine almost my whole life. To be honest with you, I've worked in medicine almost my whole life. And every single time I felt rotten, I would get hot. And I always felt better after I got hot. I didn't know any of the science behind it. I didn't know why. I just knew that utilizing low-grade hyperthermia, which is just increased heat, Uh, as a therapy, as a medicine was really, really beneficial. And again, this might not be your forte. And so you're going to want to talk to your doctor, your healthcare provider. This is not medical advice. This is simply education. And this is my experience. And I'm going to just share some studies with you. So I always say, or what I would say to my patients is when in doubt, cook the crap out of yourself. Like really get get yourself hot in whatever capacity, hot bath, hot exercise, hot sauna, whatever. People always feel better and have more clarity after they get hot. And then they can usually figure out what to do in the next step. So mild hyperthermia interspersed with periods of cooling. That's what I'm talking about here. This is good old traditional hydrotherapy. And I'm a naturopathic physician. So it's naturopathic hydrotherapy. That was really, uh, there's books written about it. (laughs) You can look it up. You can put in hydrotherapy into your favorite search bar and you'll come up with information that I know will be beneficial to you. I originally got a far infrared sauna in 2008. I chose far infrared. And again, I'm not going to go through each and every type of sauna and why it's better. I'm none of the things I'm talking about in here. Um, can't be achieved to some degree with heat or right like you just need heat like it's not about is the heat steam heat or regular dry sauna heat or far infrared heat it's just heat in general that's what this episode is about and i love 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 to 
get hot. It feels good. It might be getting hot in the sun. It might be going to warm climates. Different health impacts from all of that. But bottom line is getting the body hot, especially if you do it under controlled circumstances like in a sauna for a period of time can be really beneficial. And I am going to talk about some of the specifics in the studies where they did share with us temperature and duration. But again, in my head, it's kind of like just getting somebody moving. I don't care what exercise they do or what type of exercise they do. I just want them moving. And in this case, I just want people getting hot and seeing what that heat shock protein feeling feels like for them. So I got a far infrared sauna, particularly because it was in my clinic. And I wanted far infrared for one reason, and that is that it penetrated deep. Far infrared penetrates several inches into the tissue. And I was looking at helping people with pain and detoxification. For that reason alone, far infrared sauna, I believe is superior. There are, there's dry sauna that's going to get you the heat shock protein benefits with no lights and no gizmos and no far infrared. And that's still going to have some benefit. And again, steam sauna, I don't tolerate steam sauna well. There is something about that moisture in the air with the heat. It's just not comfortable for me at all. And I don't feel like most people that I know who sauna regularly enjoy steam sauna either. It's, it seems to be a, it seems to be one of those that you just can't quite get yourself where you need to for the lengths of time when you're in steam. But hey, whatever you got available to yourself, use it. That's the bottom line. The first thing that I think of, and this isn't on the top 10 list, but I just want to explain the concept of hormesis for a moment. Hormesis is um, a naturally occurring process in nature that makes us stronger. And what it is, is incremental doses of stress on an organism, then the organism is rested and it responds in favor. Meaning you you add stress to a body, you allow that body to assimilate it, and the body will actually respond by being healthier. It's a weird phenomenon, and it's how the whole universe works around us as far as biological systems, and it's beautiful and it's brilliant. If you do not hormetically induce stress in your body in small incremental doses, your body never really has a chance to get more resilient. It's kind of the bottom line with it. I think of a house plant. I always use this analogy. If you take a house plant and you starve it of water, but it's got sunlight, it's got what it needs, but it's not getting the water it needs. And then you water it. So you just kind of let it dry out a tiny bit. You don't want to kill it. And then you hit it with water. It'll oftentimes force it to bloom or force it to really take hold, right? It'll poof, the plant will take off. And so this is how I look at the body. Now, an organism under a duration of stress, that's not good. That'll eat you up. And we could do a whole podcast on hormesis. But bottom line is, I like to look for opportunities in my life to hormetically induce this stress, you know, induce this hormesis. This gives me a chance uh, to grow and thrive and become stronger, more resilient. And I do this through strength training. I do this through sauna. I do this through, I even enjoy small bits of stress at work, right? In my work life, I enjoy that. And then it gives me a, as long as I eat well and sleep well, I get a nice rebound improvement from that. And so there's things like exercise or fasting, um, even x-rays. I'm not promoting x-rays by any means, but there is a hormetic a positive hormetic impact from low doses of radiation, which is interesting. But, you know, the dose is in the the detail is in there, right? The devil's in the detail of the dose. And we don't necessarily, I'm not suggesting people go run a marathon either. I think that's too much. But doing sprints, now there's hormetic stress. 
right? And so I'm a big fan of this little incremental doses of stress to make the body, to challenge the body and make the body more resilient. And I think that modern life really just drives us towards chronic stress and that will eventually eat you up. Literally, it's catabolic. It'll destroy your tissues. It'll just destroy you. And purposely adding hormetic impulses into your life and then really doubling down on the rest and the refeed will get you places. And this is why I love sauna so much. And so here you go. What about duration? What about temperature? Well, again, it's what your body can handle. What is the hormetic dose for you? I don't know what that is. I know we can say scientifically, if you get it to like 150 for this many minutes, these are the health benefits. And if you go to 140 for this many minutes, these are the health benefits. But I believe that there's health benefits at all levels and it's hormetically up to you. So the first thing that I think of with sauna is heat shock proteins. Heat shock proteins are uh, these amazing molecules that induce autophagy. They repair misfolded proteins. Uh, they activate the immune system in really important ways. They they help you fight by doing this immune activation. They help you fight off pathogens, including viruses. They induce a uh, hormonal benefit as well. They improve cardiac function in a variety of ways, and they actually can help you improve your metabolic health, which you know I've talked about at length, that being metabolically flexible is critical to get through anything, to get through life, but specifically through these upper respiratory viral seasons. They, if I didn't say it, they induce uh, antioxidant activity because hormetic stressors will induce antioxidant activity in your body. It'll cause your body to actually create your own supply of antioxidants. And so heat shock proteins are pretty rad. They also can cause some damage or not be as positive as we want them to be, I should say. And so it's a sweet spot. It's as always, there's that Goldilocks spot. Heat shock proteins induce immune function, which specifically help you with your natural killer cells, interferon response, and really drive that antiviral impact home. And so I've been using sauna. I prepared, I knew COVID was coming for me. (laughs) I just knew it. It, I knew it was going to be this past fall that we had. It was, it was the end of October, right around Halloween. And I was so grateful that I had been preparing with sauna. That was a huge, huge help for me, I believe, in getting through that with it not being, I mean, it still was a bit of a, you know, my dog's got the cone of shame on right now. She's wandering around looking confused. She doesn't know why the stupid thing's on her head. So ignore me if I keep glancing over at her. She's, she chewed a mole off of her back yesterday because she decided she didn't like it, I guess. We'll have to have that checked out if this continues to persist, but boy, oh boy, funny little girl came in with a big bloody hole on her back and I was like, oh, nice. She did her own little dermatology Anyway, back to your immune system. It's it, it helps induce parts of the immune system that are specifically antiviral. And viruses have a funny way of evading the immune system. And so we really want that. And that was very helpful for me. And like I said, it did. You can listen to my episode on it. COVID hit me, you know, it was like five or six days of getting my ass handed to me a bit. But it wasn't the worst thing in the world. And it definitely wasn't the scariest thing in the world. Uh, it was different. It was interesting. And it was not that fun. But to me, again, as long as we can get through, I, I look at sicknesses, especially when you handle them well. I feel, I feel, I'm proud of myself. I feel like I handled that one really well. When we can handle an illness well, that's a hormetic stressor, just as an example. All right. So some other things that heat shock proteins do, they 
help you with cell signaling. You know, in the past, I've talked about how the immune system doesn't signal right. They help with cell cycle regulation, again, helping repair misfolded proteins, autophagy, which is scheduled cell death with the del- The cell knows when to self-suicide when it's getting too old and it's not working great. So sauna elevates heat shock proteins. This may also help reduce fat mass and metabolic syndrome. It may help you actually lose weight. There's a lot of speculation about weight loss. I couldn't find any really specifically stellar studies, but that's been the going thing. And it was true for me. It helped me drop about 20 pounds, to be honest with you. It wasn't just fat loss. It was my metabolism improving. It was all the other things that sauna was helping me do along the way. And of course, there were some dietary changes in there too. That wasn't just a one one trick pony. And I changed the way I was working up out a bit. But I believe that there is just that overall heat itself gets things moving. It elevates your heart rate. It starts moving lymph. It starts moving blood. And it puts you actually in zone two, which in the exercise world, zone two is that zone where you're walking, you're not breathless, you're at a a quick clip, maybe you're running. And athletes like to train at zone two because it's a real steady heart rate that's quite low, to be honest, as far as exercise goes. And then it helps them with endurance. And so sauna supposedly puts you in zone two, which is akin to zone two exercise, which I hate doing because it's so dang boring. There's reduced atrophy of muscle from heat shock proteins. Um, And again, we may have improved metabolic we may improve metabolic dysfunction overall, which we always want to be doing. The immune impact of heat shock proteins, specifically, uh, there is an impact on interleukin-6, which is a really important interleukin that's responsible for a lot of inflammation in the body. So we want to mitigate that and modulate it. It's imp- we need it. We just don't want too much of it. It helps reduce free radical burden on the body. It it activates immune cells, like I said, neutrophils, monocytes, macrophages, T lymphocytes, and their phagocytic ability is improved. The phagocytic ability is their ability to gobble up invaders. Interleukin-6 transient elevations are beneficial. As I said, we want some interleukin-6, but we want it to be transient and well-modulated. And sometimes what we're seeing in autoimmune patients and in these infections like COVID, we're seeing these huge interleukin-6 spikes, which is leading to a lot of trouble. It helps with interleukin-10 and T-regulatory cells, which are critical parts of the immune system to balance things out. It's a signal to the white blood cells and the body's antiviral army of lymphocytes, neutrophils, and interferons to come to the rescue. We want interferon. I've talked about that before. Interferon is is a chemical messenger, and COVID actually has bodies inducing anti auto antibodies against their own interferon when it gets in the system. So this helps make your interferon work better. Increased body temperature may also help fight infections as it stimulates these heat shock proteins. Um, It reduces the inflammatory cytokine proteins I mentioned, like interleukin-6, raising body temp above normal for therapeutic treatment is just that low-grade mild hyperthermia. Hyperthermia doesn't have to be inducing a fever. It just means we're getting your temperature up. And far infrared penetrates deeper. And so we get a deeper impact with these things. I think that that is right there, a bunch of big wins. (laughs) We could wrap it up right here and call it good. In fact, the, the KIHD prospective cohort study, which I'm going to mention a few times, showed a 41% decrease in respiratory diseases when four sauna sessions a week were used. That's huge. I mean, if you can reduce your lungs 
propensity to get infected, which is why I started sawning because I always tend towards pneumonia. I think that's pretty rad. 47% reduction in pneumonia with this study. That's huge. Okay, so pain. We've talked about a couple already. Now we're talking about pain. Sauna can relieve pain. Just getting warm feels good. Anybody who has chronic musculoskeletal pain knows that just getting warm and hot feels so amazing. And I firmly believe that heat is our friend in all cases of pain. We don't want to overheat things, but we definitely want to get more lymph flow moving in the area that get that stagnation broken apart, get the blood flow in to move things out and bring in the good stuff. There's an increase in anti-inflammatory hormones like adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, and IGF-1 when we sauna. And then sauna combined with other therapies has actually been helpful in rheumatoid arthritis and other arthritic conditions. And it's been shown to reduce pain from fibromyalgia. Anybody with fibromyalgia knows that getting warm feels amazing. And this is why older folks do better in the warm climates, right? Like I was just in Arizona and I was like, well, I'm officially the age where Arizona is better for me (laughs) because my pain is way less here. So I'll leave it at that. The fourth reason I use it, and probably one of the biggest ones, is mood and depression. There have been studies showing that sauna improves depression symptoms, and mood and depression are a huge thing for a lot of us, specifically in the winter, specifically when you live in the Pacific Northwest, where we get rain for so many months out of the year, and it could be days on end of gray, miserable skies. And it's not the kind of fun fun rain that people in Arizona say, oh, I like it when it rains. I'm talking like it's like the depths of hell and it takes a certain person to get through it. I had friends in chiropractic college who were from way up North in Canada where it was colder than cold and oftentimes a certain kind of gray. And even they were like, man, this wet, rainy, cold is something else. And it's very suicide inducing. We have a high suicide rate here for good reason with that weather and our tyrannical government. But um, I digress. So In 1982, they did a study and they noted that patients with depression had temperature dysregulation at at their core, and they had an inability to cool themselves down at night. When their depression symptoms decreased, so did their body temperature. And so in 1996, there was a follow-up study where they tested this low-grade hyperthermia, and lo and behold, they found that heating people up actually helped with their depression. Sauna can, when you sauna regularly, you become a better refrigeration system, if you will. And so you handle hot and cold temperatures better. And I've said in the past, your ability to handle hot and cold temperatures is directly um, a, a measurement of your vitality. So if you are unable to handle hot or cold, that is a signal that your vitality is a bit low. Sauna increases endorphins in the blood, which really can help those of us with, you know, kind of a that low functioning brain <laughs> when it comes winter time, I, that's really what it feels like. It doesn't, I don't want to call it depression. It feels like a low functioning brain. And as that brain sort of winds down that brain power, we end up feeling depressed, right? We get sluggish, not motivated, etc. In a randomized double blind controlled study on depression, uh, it showed that a single session of heating the core body temp to 101 degrees Fahrenheit to be an acute antidepressant, meaning right there on the spot. And it lasted for six weeks. This was a 2016 study that I'll link. That's phenomenal. Just getting somebody that hot. Now getting up to 101 degrees, I wouldn't say that you should try to do that at home on your own. We don't want to cook yourself to death, but 
101 is not really a hugely high fever, and that would be more of a traditional hyperthermia definition, and it had an acute antidepressant effect for about six weeks. The fifth reason I love sauna is because it really moves things around. You get improved blood flow. You get improved fluids everywhere. Your lymph flow improves. You deliver nutrients to cells and tissues. You take away the garbage. Your body does that. You know, it's the waste removal system works better. Uh, Heating the body relaxes and dilates the blood vessels, as I said. So blood goes further, it gets thinner, and it goes further faster. It improves endothelial function which I'll talk about when I get to the cardiovascular benefits. It increases IGF-1 and human growth hormone, which is helpful as we age. And there's a actually a 142% increase in IGF-1 during sauna use, which is phenomenal. I mean, that's a phenomenal anti-aging effect. Now we don't, again, with IGF-1 and any of these, we don't want too much, we don't want too little. But as we age, especially as people are experiencing mitochondrial dysfunction and poorer health, they definitely start to have their IGF-1 wane. And your IGF-1 is really a reflection of where your human growth hormone levels are at. And we don't want that to totally go away as we get older. One of my favorite effects from sauna, aside from the improvement in mood and depression, and likely comes from this, is the impact on BDNF. BDNF is brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's a key molecule for memory and the health of your brain. It is increased with exercise, really any kind of exercise, to be honest with you. There have been studies done on strength training and cardio, and while there seems to be some improvement more with cardio than strength training, I'm going to just say get moving and your brain works better. How about that? (laughs) I'm all for practical impactful uh, approaches to things. So the stress from the heat increases BDNF, and it's crucial for cognitive health. It helps regulate synapse plasticity, which is, excuse me, it's how your neurons communicate and learn through cognition. BDNF uh, is involved in muscle repair and new muscle tissue development as well. Interestingly, it helps combat cognitive decline from aging. It's good for your stress levels, and it definitely plays a role in depression and anxiety. So remember when I said that sort of flat brain feeling? BDNF, getting your BDNF stoked is awesome. So exercise along with sauna is such a great combo. And Going back, just one, just to, before I get too far into the BDNF, the moving things around number five, I kind of think of sauna as inducing exercise instead of exercise, but I certainly wouldn't say to do it instead of exercise, if you know what I mean. I really enjoyed using it and I thought it was critical in my recovery from COVID because it allowed me to get my blood moving and to get my lymph moving and to get my body temperature up without actually having to move my body. And so sauna is a wonderful place for people to start who are just like, and I get it. I've been there. I've been so chronically ill that I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do anything. Right. I, I feel sluggish. I feel awful. I feel, um, my brain is flat. I wouldn't call it depression. I'm just, I can't get going. I physically can't get going. I feel mucky. I feel like all my tissues and my fluids are stagnant. Sauna is a great way to overcome that inertia. So there was a study at four to seven times a week in a Finnish study, 65% reduction in developing and risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, which is crazy. Now these guys were doing a variety of different temperatures. One study looked at 176 degrees Fahrenheit. Men stayed in until they were exhausted. I would not encourage you guys to do that. That sounds like cooking yourself. 
but there was a 310% increase in norepinephrine and a tenfold increase in prolactin. These both benefit benefit cognitive function, and norepinephrine helps with attention, and prolactin helps with myelin growth. Similar results were seen in women. So here's yet another improvement for brain and for a central nervous system. <clears throat> I just have a funny little frog in my throat, you guys. I don't know if you any of you are having this sort of post-COVID cough thing, but I have a little touch of it, and it gets me. So looking at this in various studies, 65 and 66% reduction in dementia and Alzheimer's respectively from high heat. So again, I'm not talking go cook yourself. This is very independent of, I'm sorry, it's very individual for each person and you want to make sure that you do not overdo it. And again, just going off of protocols, I think can get people in trouble because I'm used to dealing with patients. I'm used to dealing with myself and I need to have the sauna meet me where I'm at, if you will. I don't need to go in there and overdo it. I don't need to tax an already taxed system. I'm, I'm trying to stoke my system, not tax it. So BDNF, super big one. We've also got improvement in prolactin and in norepinephrine. These things help with the brain. Sauna is good for your brain. Number seven, impact on heart and cardiovascular system. Boy, sauna really helps with endothelial function. The endothelium is the inside lining of your blood vessels. And the endothelium actually is impacted pretty negatively by the spike proteins. And the spike proteins are present on the coronavirus and they are present definitely with the vaccine. That's what the vaccine does is it turns you into spike protein factory for for who knows how long. So there is a definite impact to the endothelium. I believe that's why we're seeing this myocarditis with the vaccine in some cases. Sauna reduces the stiffness of the arteries. It helps with the endothelial dysfunction. It improves blood lipid profiles. It reduces blood pressure. And I think of getting hot, again, as sort of exercising your vascular system without actually exercising. So it's wonderful for the heart, the vessels. It increases angiogenesis in your skeletal muscle tissue. Angiogenesis is the generation of new and healthy vascular system. It improves microvascular circulation. So all in all, it's a big one for your cardiovascular system. Becoming more acclimated to heat therapy gives you more and more benefit. Like I mentioned, it, it makes you a bit better of a refrigerator, if you will. And this is where a lot of the side effects and benefits come in. And I, and I mean positive side effects. Benefits uh, in athletic performance have been seen. And there is hyperthermic conditioning, which is essentially the concept where you get better at exercising at hot temperatures. It, it's it's kind of like going out and trying to do exercise in the summer and you think, oh my goodness, it's too hot out here, but eventually you acclimate to it. That is hyperthermic conditioning. The benefits of heat therapy in a 2015 Finnish study showed sauna use and fatal cardiovascular events actually decreased four to seven times per week use had a 48% reduced risk of heart disease or myocardial infarction, which is heart attack compared to those who only used it once a week. This was a cohort in Finland followed for 26 years. 2018 study showed that benefits are likely due to improved heart muscle contraction and the other benefits that I mentioned. And I will share that study with you guys. There's increases in longevity seen with sauna use and a 2015 study 
is showing that it's probably a reduction in cardiovascular disease and reduced rate of all-cause mortality. So there's something about sauna's impact on your cardiovascular and heart that improves things overall, which hopefully will help you live a longer life. Obviously, no promises, and it is contingent on how much you use it. So one time a week is not bad. More times is better. And I'm going to link the link for you to put in your name and email, and you guys can grab all the studies there. Alrighty. It improves vital capacity, lung capacity. So hanging out in the sauna has been shown to enhance lung capacity and function, potentially resulting in improved breathing with people for respiratory conditions such as asthma and bronchitis. Regular sauna sauna users may also have fewer common colds and flus and a lower risk of pneumonia. Like I mentioned earlier, I think that was a 47% reduction in pneumonia risk. So Again, walking into winter, this is a good thing to have, especially for those of us who maybe have some ha- have had some lung problems in the ish- in the past. Skin, all right, this is a big one. This is something I noticed for myself right away. I committed to thirty days of sauna, and I gave myself no rules. There was no. I didn't have to stay in there any amount of time. I didn't have to do it at any temperature. I just wanted to get a sweat on for thirty days in a row and see what happened. And I'll tell you. And this has been shown time and time again, significant improvement in my skin. The first thing I noticed was my skin pore size got smaller and my kind of congested skin, and I've always had decent skin, but my skin congestion improved and it started to express itself a bit. My pores cleared themselves out. That was the one thing I noticed when I was in Las Vegas for two weeks. I was also in Arizona, but I was without my sauna for two weeks. And I noticed that my pores started becoming more congested again. So that's a big one. Uh, There's been studies showing improvements in acne. I noticed improvements in tone texture and color of my skin. The, the The color of my skin, I'm just, my color in general is better. So when I look in the mirror, I don't really have to put blush on I don't have any blush on or any contour, anything right now in the video that's being recorded currently with this podcast. And I just feel like the tone of my skin is so much better and happier since I've been saunaing regularly. Again, I think it's blood flow, right? It's getting blood flow everywhere. That's going to make the skin healthier. That's going to bring your immune system to your skin to fight off any acne. It's going to help you with skin congestion because you're going to start sweating and expressing. And all in all, it's just a wonderful thing. The surface pH levels and hydration improves. There's less oil generally. And it's been shown to be helpful for oily and acne-prone skin, which I know you'd think, oh, well, you're sweating. That's not good. But I think with a good – I like oil cleansers. I think with a good oil cleanser after to get that muck off of you after you sweat it out, really, really healthy for the skin. And then number 10 is stress levels. I've covered all the reasons why stress levels might improve, meaning go down, but – Again, I'm going back to hormesis here. When you train your body to handle incremental doses of stress, healthy stress, it just does a better job at handling stress when the others come your way. You just get better at handling stress on the day-to-day. And with all of the benefits I just listed, you walk out feeling calmer, more stable. I just feel 100% better when I get out of the sauna. I'm like, oh, I can handle my morning. Everything's fine. I usually do it in the morning. I'm going to share with you in a moment what my protocol is, what supplements I take so that you know. But, and I'm sure that some of my relaxed feeling comes from that as well. But I use sauna time as meditation time, catch up time, quiet time. It's like my little cocoon. I'm all alone. 
I'm sweating it out. I'm doing my thing. I'm going through my little hormesis by myself. And I come out feeling much like I do after a good workout, just really proud of myself and more centered and more in touch with who I am and where my head is at that day. All right. So on to my protocol. I, again, I'm not going to tell you duration or temperature. What I want you to do is play with it. I want you to obviously talk to your practitioner because I am not your practitioner and consider having the sauna meet you where you're at. And so that temperature may be low for that day. It may be, I always say it goes slow and low. It may be 10 minutes at 100 degrees and that's all you can handle and that's okay. It may be 120 degrees at for 30 minutes. It really depends on how you're feeling. And I don't want anybody to go out and overheat themselves or hate the sauna. You shouldn't be suffering in there. It should be a little bit of a challenge at times because getting hot and calming yourself down is part of the the process there. But it shouldn't be uncomfortable. When I start to feel panicky, when I start to feel like I need to get out and I feel it strongly, that's when I get out. It happened to me today. I wanted to be in there five more minutes and I was like, man, I am hot. It was about 135 degrees. I was hot. I didn't feel good anymore. And I was starting to lose that nice high that I had from it. And so I got out. I'm sure there's a barrier there that I could have gotten over. I will say that barrier hits me within the first five minutes when I start sweating and I get a little bit antsy and uncomfortable and I breathe through that and I work through that. But we don't want to go too long and too hard. It's just not necessary for what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stoking your vitality. I'm not talking about slamming yourself into a wall by massive hyperthermia. I see some people doing that online and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look fun. And different strokes for different folks, right? What I do do for supplements is I use a product that I carry in my store in the Dr. Tina store. You can find it at store.drtina.com. It's from Redmond's Real Salt. It's called Relight, R-E-L-Y-T-E. It's a delicious electrolyte rebalancer. I love it. I can't, it's very salty. I can't do a whole scoop. If I do a whole scoop, it gives me loose stools. So I do a half scoop of that, maybe three quarters of a scoop, depending on how I'm feeling and a big glass of water. And then I'll add a scoop of Vital Brain or Relax Tonic. Both of those products are in my store. Vital Brain is a form of magnesium that crosses the blood brain barrier. It's been clinically proven to do so. It's been shown in studies to improve synapse junctions. And so I figure if I'm stoke in my brain with BDNF and I am getting my heat shock proteins going, I might as well get that delivery in there of that magnesium at the same time. That's my favorite way to start the day. If I'm feeling a little bit anxious in the morning, which sometimes happens, I sometimes wake up to a bunch of fires to put out, I will use Relax Tonic instead. Relax Tonic is a different form of magnesium and it's got L-theanine and GABA and myo-inositol, all of which are calming and really nourishing to that calm, relaxed feeling. So one of those two magnesium products is always in my glass, along with some Redmond's Real Salt Relight product. All of that can be found in my store. You can use the code SAUNA10, and that will get you 10% off my store, particularly these products. And that's at store.drtina.com. So go in the sauna as long as you can and until you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable and then get out. Now, what I do is I cool off. I open the door first and I sit there and I let the cold air hit me and I just kind of cool off a bit. And then I usually move to my sofa. I have a studio down in the basement where it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's like my little second apartment, if you will. Um, my 
husband built it out for me so that I can, this is where I'm recording my podcast. And it's basically like a little apartment down here. So I sit on my couch, I pet my dog, I hang out for a few minutes until my temperature regulates. And then I go outside, it's cold, it's Oregon. I go outside in like 40 to 50 degree weather. And I've got a dunk tank out there and it is 40 degrees. I have a little floaty temperature uh, thermometer that I check. It's 40 degrees, the water currently. I go out and I will either cold plunge, but more often than not, I actually stand in it. The water goes up to mid-thigh. It's a water trough that you get at a farm store. And then I dunk my arms in it. And so I've got my arms completely submerged and my legs completely submerged. And what am I doing there? I told you in the beginning, I'm pushing that blood back to my core and back to my heart, out of my periphery, back into my core. And I'll do, I'll stay there with my arms and legs in the water for... I don't know, until they start to feel a little numb. And then I get out. So it's usually, I would probably say 60 to 90 seconds at most. I might do that two or three times. I might do that whole cycle a few times. And so a really nice way to do this that I learned in naturopathic school, which I love is 10 minutes in the sauna, 10, 15 minutes in the sauna at maybe, I don't know, the top end of I don't want to say the top end of hot because that's different for everyone. So for me, that would be in my particular sauna, 130, 140 degrees is pretty darn hot for me. 10 minutes, cool off, cold plunge or cold arms and legs or cold shower will work. Rest and do that two to three times. That's a wonderful hydrotherapy. I know that sounds labor intensive and it can take about an hour or so if you have it, but I don't do that often, but man, that's a really good vitality stoker. Usually I just do the one round in the sauna. I'll do 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes in the sauna around 120 to 130 degrees. And then it's far infrared. I have a sunlight and sauna. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, it's a cabinet sauna you walk into far infrared. And then I go outside and I get my arms and legs submerged and I might splash some of the water on the rest of me and on my face. And that is one round. I rest. I'm good. I go take a shower. I'm done. So again, the supplements that I personally take would be Redmond's Real Salt, Real Light, or some kind of electrolyte product. So you can get yourself rebalanced. We don't want to throw off our electrolytes. I would definitely suggest some magnesium. You have two to choose from in my line, either the relaxed tonic, if you want a more relaxed feeling, or the vital brain, if you want your brain to wake up. Now, a lot of people say vital brain wakes them up. Some people say it relaxes them. It depends on the person, but the vital brain is the magnesium, the magteen magnesium, which crosses the blood-brain barrier. And you can use code SAUNA10, S-A-U-N-A-10, to save 10% off these products and everything else in my store. Sweating causes you to secrete a ton of zinc, and pretty much everything does. A little pearl here, so does semen. When you ejaculate your semen, if you're male, you lose a ton of zinc. So zinc is, we want more zinc and we want more magnesium. I'm always trying to hunt those two things down. I also suggest zinc. Zinc can be a belly bomber. I have a wonderful zinc in my store. You can find that at store.drtina.com. Just search the word zinc and up will come the product. It's a chelated zinc. It's highly absorbable. Zinc is crucial for skin health and mental health overall. It's crucial for appetite. It's crucial for your immune system. It's crucial to keep viral titers low, but it is a belly bomber. And so I usually take my zinc at night after I've had some food. I, I tend to have a little snack before bed, just a small something to keep me sleeping through the night. And I will take my zinc then. So make sure you're supplementing your zinc and your magnesium Make sure you're doing, uh, the reason I like the Redmond's Real Salt Relight product is because not only am I getting the electrolyte blend, but I'm getting the salt. And you really need to supplement your salt because you'll sweat it out. 
and drink plenty of water so you stay hydrated. So to the saunas I like, I use Sunlighten. I have used other brands in the past. This is a cabinet sauna. I have the two-person Signature 2. I love it. It's got the light option. So I can do a variety of different colored light therapy from the top. It's got a radio in it. It's really cool. It's obviously at a higher price point. I have a affiliate code for you that I will share at the in the show notes, the link in the show notes. If you t- get on the phone with them, tell them that Dr. Tina sent you. And I suggest that you order one size up from what you think you want. <laughs> That's where I'll leave that. I wish I had the three-person sauna. I only have the two-person sauna. My husband and I can sit shoulder to shoulder and kind of sweat it out by ourselves. But that two-person sauna, I like to swing my legs up. But I like to be in there solo, swing my legs up and lounge across the I have to keep them bent, of course. I'm not like fully straightening my legs, but it's a nice little cocoon for me and I I love it. And I do wish I had just a little bit bigger one. The other product I love and I think is really affordable, high quality and available to use in a variety of settings is from Higher Dose. And this is the Higher Dose Infrared Sauna Blanket. It is such a lovely lovely product. And I think that if I were, you know, a young person living in an apartment or I had limited space, or I just didn't have room to have like a sauna up all the time, taking up part of my room, I would definitely opt for this. I have one. I use it. I love it. There's something nice about, you got to get clothes on because you're going to sweat into your clothes, but there's something really comforting about laying on my bed and resting and being inside the sauna blanket and just cooking, right? Just giving myself that nice sweat. It feels freaking awesome. And it's, I'm a big fan. I also have a affiliate code for you. You're going to want to use the discount code Dr. Tina, D-R-T-Y-N-A with that affiliate code, just to make sure that they know I sent you. That will give you a decent discount off of the product. And you can read all about it through that link in the show notes and, and, and understand the high quality nature of this product. And then if you want a sort of pop-up sauna that pops up and takes up a little bit of space, it's one person, your head pops out the top, you sit in a chair and you zip it up, Therasage makes a great product. I will also share that code. That's a little bit more expensive than the blanket. And so you've got the blanket around $500, you've got the Therasage around 1000 and then the cabinet sauna is a couple thousand. So really depends on where your health is at, where your ability uh, financially is at, what kind of space you have. But those are the three tiers with that Therasage, with the Therasage, actually with all of them, just use the code Dr. Tina, D-R-T-Y-N-A. That will let them know I sent you and you will get the best discount that way. So that's it for my sauna podcast. I hope that was helpful. I will continue to my research and I will continue to share with you what I learn. I definitely think that there, again, is benefits just getting hot. So however you want to get hot, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If all you have is a dry sauna at the gym, great, use it. I did that for years and years and it kept me so healthy and happy. It really helped me get over my long haulers when I was sick as a young person and I loved every minute of it. I love the wood. I love the rocks that you pour the water on. I love the whole thing. If you can't access that, then a hot bath is going to do a good job for you. If you can't access a hot bath, then get in a shower and get the steam going. 
exercise is also, like I said, a good way to get hot and at least get some heat shock proteins rolling. So that's it. If you guys like this podcast, please do me a favor and head over to your favorite podcast app. I personally ask that you head over to Apple Podcasts, if you will. I'm trying to rank there. Subscribe, review, and rate the podcast there. That would be amazing and really helpful to me. And it gets the message out for more people so people don't think they're so alone in all of this. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, I am taking requests. I may not always get to them, but I am interested in what you have questions about and what you'd like to know more about. You can email us at podcast at drtina.com. That's D-R-T-Y-N-A. And again, don't forget to head over to my store at store.drtina.com and use the code SANA10. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Tina Show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.